Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And I suggest you shut up and show more football. Come on, come on. Take it, take it. We've done that thing. I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let him on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the trawler, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Welcome to a new podcast with myself, Richard Keyes, and myself, Andy Gray. (laughs) Sim. (laughs) What? We haven't got very far, and I'm chuckling. I know. Simply put, this is Keyes and Gray. The podcast. Uh, we we will over the next few weeks and months, and at the moment there is no end date. So uh, hopefully, uh, no one's going to tell us that there is likely to be one going mm-hmm. forward. Um, we'll introduce you to a whole lot of our friends. We will. Uh, there'll be a lot of informed opinion, Andy, which is different in my view to a rant. Yeah. Um, you'll like some of it. You will probably dislike some of it, but oh, boring. Boring. It will not be. Um, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to your pods on. You can follow us on the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Keys and Gray Pod. And if you want to go old school to make us feel comfortable, uh, you can email us on Keys and Gray, the podcast at gmail.com. Is email old school though? Yeah, email's a little like fax. <laughs> well, I'm way behind then. Do you remember fax? I better kick on. <laughs> Your fax machine still... <laughs> My fax machine's doing great, great stuff at the moment. <laughs> uh, ask questions, uh, give us your thoughts, but do remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out. This takes me back. This takes me back to a very happy time in my life, and more specifically, I suppose, my career, Andy. Uh, when we went onto the radio at oh, Talk yes. Sport, uh, we, we probably wouldn't have chosen to make that move in the manner that we did. No, it's a certainty, I think. And it took us... <laughs> there, there, Richard, and there will be some times where we will obviously speak the obvious. Yes, and but by the way, on that subject, as we go forward, stay with us, tell your mates that you found us, do please subscribe, because I do intend to tell one or two stories along the way that I haven't, to this point, been able to do. Not so many that I adversely affect sales of the book, mm-hmm. but... I do think it's only right and proper. For instance, here's a little tease. People Ooh. say to me, you don't like the red naps, do you? Why? Well, I've never been able to say why. Until now. Really? N- not right now. All right. But going forward. Oh, you don't like them? Well, I, I, th- I think that's become obvious, hasn't it? Uh, well, yeah. It's a bit like Newcastle. Up there in Newcastle. No, no. You see, I do like Newcastle. Do you? I love Newcastle as a football club. But I they lo- don't like you at the moment, do they? They don't like me. No. And they don't like me because they've misunderstood the message that I've been carrying. When I said recently in the Grey Lounge, yeah. I'll be in sports, I wish it was Newcastle. N- not not Newcastle, I wish it was any other club. I, did, I said that not because I was trying to steer Saudi money to any other club, but so that I could be as critical as I was going to be of the prospect of the Saudis owning Newcastle. Mm-hmm. But it was another club that, that I was talking about. Charlton, Rotherham, anybody. Yeah because I was already at odds with Newcastle fans having criticised Rafa. But I was right about Rafa. Rafa's objective, Andy, was Rafa. 
always was when he coached. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I've said before, I think he was the most selfish coach ever to work in the Premier League. He cared about the bonus. Steve Bruce cares about silverware. Yeah, Steve does. Big difference. Gives, anyway, as I was saying, yes, I really enjoyed our time at TalkSport. I enjoyed the, the freedom. Yes. Uh, our gaffer at the time, I remember a couple of weeks in, called me in and he said... Um, he said, you're always asking Andy what he thinks. And I said, well, th that's the idea. And he said, no, 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 we want to hear what you think. And I, that, that, that was against. Well, because, I mean, <laughs> I'd worked for you for 20 years. I'd never heard you offer an opinion. Nope. No, no, no. In all seriousness, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Sky, I wasn't allowed to, was I? I know what you mean, yes. My job was to be the policeman. Yeah, I, well, that's, that's it. You host it, you anchor it. Yeah, and, and, and when I got to talk sport, they, they said, well, tell us what you think. And I, th I think that inspired... By the way, I'd like to congratulate you because you yes, took Andrew. to that role extremely well <laughs> and have and have never stopped since. So our boss at talk sport has a lot to answer for, in my opinion. Moz D. Yeah, he's unleashed, he unleashed, he unleashed a monster who, who voiced his opinion. We owed him because we were in a very dark place yeah, and he stuck his neck out. He did. And, and always will be grateful to him. Mm. Now, we're late to the podcast scene, but... But, but again, you know, we were first. We were first. Do you remember the day we sat? Oh, yes. In a scruffy park yeah. opposite HQ, Talksport yes. Towers. Yeah. And we recorded. Well, actually, what we were doing was we were we were working on a Keys and Grey channel. Correct. And we pushed the wrong, or, or our, our techo pushed the wrong buttons. Correct. And um, what we were doing went to the world rather than just <laughs> to the site we were preparing. And I remember a piece from Robbie Savage in the Daily Mirror from the benchmark to the park bench, it was headlined. Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, thanks, Robbie. Uh, well, we, we we later squared it with him. Yeah. And, you know, he's a, he's a good boy, Robbie. I, I, th I think he was in that place that everybody was in the media at the time. They, they were told... Bash them. Bury them. Uh, bash them. Yeah. Uh, simple as that. Anyway, um, so here we are with the podcast, some little time after we mm. should have been podcasting. Oh, we've been busy since then, mind you. Yes. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's not, it's just time to sit down and do a podcast like we have now. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't start this week of all weeks in any other way than congratulating Liverpool. Yeah. Do you know what? It's funny as well, because I woke up this morning, Richard, and I thought I'd been having nightmares the last couple of nights. Really? Yeah. I mean, I woke up in a, in a sweat and I thought, my God. Liverpool have actually clinched the Premier League title after 30 years. And lo and behold, when I turned on my telly, they had. Wow. I jest. I, I, well, I on jest. that basis, I suspect you probably haven't been sleeping for the last six yeah, months I particularly know. I'd well. not be sleeping but very e well. even their most vitriolic critic would have to concede they have been... And I mean, I think by Listen, some I'm, distance, I'm the not, best I'm, not a, I'm not a critic of Liverpool. No, I'm, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm an Evertonian, who, mm. like Evertonians, I have an allegiance for half, for, for half of Merseyside. It's not the red half, it's the blue half. And I mm. wish it was, I was sitting here talking to you about Liverpool, uh, Everton winning a title again. We're a long way away from that. But like every year, I am more than happy to sit here and, and eulogise about how they have done this year. They have been the best by far. Their achievements to only have conceded seven Premier League points with seven games to go uh, is nothing short of remarkable. Um, the way they go about it is a way that I like to watch football. I've told you that before. And <laughs> if I was watching teams to play, the way they play is the, is the way I would like to see football played and the way I enjoy seeing football played. So I'm, I wish it was Everton. It's not. But am I going to sit here because I'm an Evertonian and, and, and not give them the credit they deserve? Absolutely not. Um, I might not like it today when I'm sitting watching the t TV and every news channel I put on has got red, red and white all over it <laughs> and a Liverpool player or an ex-player or anybody talking about their success. But that's what happens. You you win the title and in the manner they've won it, why not say, you know what? You sent the benchmark this year, but it's like everything. I said to you a couple of years ago, or was it last year, whatever, whenever, whenever, I know, when everyone was on about 10 years of dominance now from Manchester City? Well, it hasn't been. Yes, you did make that point. You it said, hasn't been. You, yes, you were the only person at that time saying to me, this will not be a decade of you dominance. You know, and, and Jurgen has bought into what it is to be Liverpool coach. And, and if he has truly knows what it is, then he knows. And I, and I hate to say this because they deserve to enjoy it for as long as they can. 
He knows his work for next season starts today. That's what all the Liverpool sides of the past did. What was that old story you used to say about when they won their medals? Well, Ronnie Moran, <laughs> Ronnie Moran, uh, Joe Fagan, Ronnie yeah. Moran were the two famous coaches, of course. And, and and Ronnie, at the end of the season, would walk in the dressing room, mm-hmm. throw a cardboard box of medals on the floor yeah. with, with the message, if you think you deserved one, take it. <laughs> Which was an invitation, of course, uh, only to the brave. Um, and he would walk away, and and that that's really how things worked, and and it it worked. And on they went. Yes, forgotten um, season gone, forgotten. Yes. Yeah, the hard work starts here. That's yeah. that's, that's the. Whole and I think point. that's that's the thing for for this side. Um, but listen, let them let them wallow in in, in the glory because they deserve to. Uh, there's no doubt about that. No one's been able to touch them. No one has got anywhere near them. It's been a, a walk in the park for them. They, they, they've, they've set a standard. They'll create a points record unless they fall off a cliff, which I don't expect them to. But they'll create a new points record as well, which will be historic. And they'll say to everybody in Manchester Cities, the, the, the Chelsea's, the Manchester United's of this world, hopefully Everton um, in the future, they say to them all, this is how it is. This is where we are. This is what you've got to beat. And what I love about that is that that's the way it should be. At the end of every season, somebody should have sent a benchmark what the others have got to get to if they want to if they want to threaten them next year. Um, and listen, I, I could quite happily sit here and say this. Are Liverpool going to win the title by 20-odd points next year? No, they're not. I'm happy to say that right now. No, they're not. Um, because I think the others will close the gap hugely. And Liverpool might not be as good as they are. Might not. And I only say might not. Mm. Yeah, I, the thing that is, is, I still have trouble with is is coming to terms. Even now, they've done it; they're over the line. But thirty years, I know, since Liverpool last won a title. I, 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 I mean, it's just staggering. Well, I had just retired, basically from from playing. I retired in '89, and I had played against all these great Liverpool sides of the mid, mid to late 70s. I competed against them in the 80s when I was at Everton. When it was one year it was Everton, next year it was Liverpool, next year it was Everton. Yeah, it was, it was through Liverpool. the 80s. It was a wonderful You know, period it was a wonderful Merseyside. period there. So I, I, I competed against these great Liverpool sides. So when I retired in 89 to, to join the, the business of TV and punditry, um, I don't, not, don't don't use that word. No, I, I, don't, I, I don't like that word. Oh, right, analysis, analyst. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't like pundit. I well, and I, to become an analyst and somebody on TV, I never in my wildest dreams thought that thirty years later, I would just today be talking about Liverpool's first Premier League title win. I really didn't. Um, I I thought that this was a a team, a club, a regime that knew how to keep it going, who bought when they were at their strongest who improved every year, who were never settled for saying, okay, we've got a group of players, we're not going to buy anybody else. When that season finished, invariably they bought someone else, Liverpool or two, just to keep the pressure on the others who were in the team if they thought they could relax a bit, and they never could. But something happened. They lost their way. I don't know how, don't know why, I don't know if your theory on it, but they lost their way somewhere along the way at the early Premier League years. And it's taken them this long to claw their way back to where they are now. Um, but something went wrong. Suey takes a lot of the blame himself for that, but I, I, I don't necessarily put all that blame at his door. Uh, yes, he, he was making changes. He says to an aging team, I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I, you know, Kenny didn't... I mean, there are so many stories, Andy. Yeah, I know. Kenny's, Kenny's departure. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe the time is to share that now. Uh, Kenny leaving Blackburn for the very same reasons that you've just said. Um, there's a story. Uh, I, I was in a car with him leaving Newcastle in uh, about the October. Shearer had come back. Do you remember Alan's comeback from knee injury? Scored at the Gallagate. Scored at the Gallagate, yeah. 1-1. Yeah. One, one, yeah. I'm going back to stay with Kenny that night. And Well, yeah, all right. Um, a car comes flashing past, you know, and uh, it, it, it looked as though the driver knew Kenny. I said, um, who's that? Because he didn't respond. He said, oh, it's the, the chairman, Robert Corr. And I said, oh. You didn't look particularly friendly. He said, well, <laughs> we're not at the moment. I said, oh, this was about October, November. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was that time of the year. And he said, I, I won't be here next year. And I what? He said, no, he said, they, 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 they don't get it. They're, they're not a big club. This we're, is a black one. Yes, we're in a good place. But in order to be in a better place, we've got to move on. Correct. Otherwise, we're going back. Correct. He was the first person to say that to me. So from that period in that title year, 
I knew his intent was to leave at the end of that season, which is why I was so desperate for him to walk away having won the title. And in the meantime, of course, upset Alex Ferguson greatly. You know mm. that story. We'll tell yes. that at another time. There are yes. so many. If you want to hear these stories, you're going to have to subscribe. Oh, this yes. is Keys and Grey, the podcast. So um, I'm glad you found us. I, I think you're going to enjoy the series. Uh, we have a special guest, incidentally, today that we'll yes. introduce you to very shortly. But there, there are so many stories like that. Um, but but uh, you see, what people tend to forget is Graham was working in an era where assimilated players do you remember? Mm-hmm. You were allowed three was in it Europe. Three? Was it was only three. Three. Okay. And and Ireland and Wales and Scotland were regarded as foreign countries. <laughs> so you had to you had to have English, and that was Graham's motivation. Mm-hmm. That's why he bought Julian Dix and Neil Ruddock and Nigel Clough and Burris? these people. Did he buy? Burris? I don't think he bought. Left Burris, but he let he, he let Stan go. He let Stan go. He to bought Villa. Julian Dix. Let Stan go. Let yes. Stan go I was to at Villa, Villa because then. he was Irish. Mm-hmm. So there were many things that Graham was trying to do. I was a huge critic at the time. We fell out the only two years I think that Graham and I have not spoken <laughs> in the last thirty-five. But um, he he was trying to take the club in a direction that they weren't ready to go at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they they used to they used to leave Anfield every morning on a coach in those great big sweaty tops mm-hmm. and, and return like that. Um, rubbing windows so that they could see who was there. He, Graham wanted to develop Melwood. Yeah. Melwood. Um, he, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, should he have been there? Well, there's another tale. Peter Robinson, I, I think, when Kenny said, I'm walking. What a night that was. Amazing. Do you remember that? Do you remember that Goodison? Oh, I remember it. Well, 4-4 game. Yeah. I remember it very young, <laughs> a young analyst sitting on the, uh, watching that game unfold in front of me, thinking this is just wonderful. The football, I mean, is, and, and finishing 4-4 and the way it did, it was just such an iconic FA Cup tie. It was it was mind-blowing. And then if that was good, and it left us all, everyone, buzzing. Well, the news that followed the following morning was, was catastrophic. See, I, I didn't present that show. No. Um, John Inverdale did. Yeah. We were at BSB, British Satellite Broadcasting yeah, at the right. time. And I, 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 was, I was sent into the tunnel, you know. Kenny's your mate. You, you, you'll be useful down there. So in effect, we were inventing that job because yeah. we were the first to do that. And I, I knew Kenny never, ever would tell you his team before the game, part in, for professional reasons, he yeah. didn't want to, yeah. partly because he would play with people and yes. irritate them. Of course he would. But he came out of the dressing room. I said, can, can we have your team? And he went, yep. Yeah. Wow, I didn't expect that. And I'm not saying I should have known then that something was 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 untoward, but I was coming out of London the following day, and, and, and for those of you who know West London, live that side, or have travelled out of London to the Hogarth Roundabout, we used to be based in, in still there, new building on the left-hand side on that mm-hmm. A, A4 as you head to Hogarth Roundabout. And I stopped off there, and, and Vic Wakeling was, was um, in the office, and I could hear Kenny's voice in the background. And these were in the years, of course, before internet, mobile phones, yeah. all, all the modern technology we've got. And Vic said, cool, that was a bit of a surprise. And I'm thinking, whatever it is referring to, I, I should know. So I'm going to have to play this carefully. And I said, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No one saw that coming. <laughs> but I had no idea me. what he was referring to. And of course, Kenny had gone. Now, if Liverpool had waited, he would have gone back. Would he? If Liverpool had how, given How long? Three months. Right. You think he would have? Or you know he would have? Without question, he would have gone back. He needed time to clear his head. Yeah. And, and these days, mental health has become far Such a more huge thing. Yeah. of an issue that we understand than we did then. That, 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 uh, I, I rang him, Andy, on the way home. I said, I, I said, are you for real? He went, yeah. I said, what's the problem? I, I'm, not, I'm not good. I'm not well. I, I just don't Get feel like yeah. the, the, the time that... He made the decision to go was when they were 4-3 up and he was going to make a change and he didn't have the courage to do it. He asked Roy and he asked um, uh, Ronnie Moran, what do you think? And they said, no, no, no leave it. Leave, leave it. it. And he, his instinct was change it and he would have done. And he said, I, I, I'd lost control. Right. And it was better for the club I went. But he would have gone back. Now, why didn't he go back? Because at the time, Peter Robinson, who had been club secretary and went on to become chief exec, yeah. is now an agent, I think. Um Kenny had uh, uh, Peter had lost control of his club. Kenny was running that football club. Right. And Peter didn't want that. Peter wanted somebody in that he thought he could have a relationship with and control. 
Unfortunately, he chose Graham. He chose Graham. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no Not doubt in my mind that Kenny would have gone back if, if they'd let it go. Okay. And, and, and they didn't let it go. And, and I think, you, you know, you look back to that, and that is a factor amongst many as to why they, they took 30 years to win it again. Yeah, it's amazing. It is amazing. I mean, 30 years. And if you're going to do it, if you're going to take 30 years, what I would say on their behalf is if you're going to take 30 years and win it again, then win it in the way they have done. Yeah. You know, miles ahead of everybody else. So much better than everybody else. So much more consistent. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of, the teams are a lot closer than the points suggest to me. That, that I would say, and Liverpool know that, and Jurgen Klopp knows that. He said only the other day, I think, when I watched Manchester City uh, annihilate, dismantle Burnley 5-0, he said, I shook my head and said, how are we 20 plus points ahead <laughs> of this side? <laughs> now that shows you a reality in the, in the head of Jurgen Klopp as well, mm. that he knows that this, a bit like we get extraordinary seasons, Richard, in, in the Premier League, but even in the, the first division as it used to be. You know, but if we talk Premier League, we get extraordinary stories that happen now and again, Blackburn winning the title. Mm. Extraordinary. Mm. Extraordinary. Leicester winning the title. Extraordinary. The Invincibles of Arsenal. Extraordinary. Manchester City getting over 100 points. Extraordinary. Can, can I throw and one now, in there? Go on. Three consecutive title wins for Manchester United. United. Extraordinary. And what they've done this year, you label, you, you open that extraordinary drawer and you stick Liverpool's name of 19 stroke 20 season in that drawer because that's what it deserves to be. Mm. So he knows that, but then when he shuts that drawer, he knows that they've got to do it again. I'm, I'm, I'm reading pieces in the paper today and lots of them are from ex-Liverpool players as well who, who will be delighted, but they'll also, there's a, there's a, because I know there's a thing about, well, they, they weren't as good as us and, you know, they're a good side. They're better than a good See, side. See, I've never believed that. If, you, a, if you hold a record, you don't want someone to break it. No, you're right. And if you're not, you play, by the way, a subject we've discussed many times well, down the years. If you're not playing, you don't want the play fellow that's in your jersey to play well. Well, we're, we're different. Well, you don't. I do. I want my team to win. Different. You don't want the lad playing in your shirt to play well. I want my team to win. If he's winning it, then unlucky. I mean, I spent the <laughs> then 30, I spent the 13 games week. on the bench watching Adrian Heath and Graham, <laughs> and Graham Sharp destroy teams. Yeah. And loved it. wasn't no, happy, I, but I loved I, it. I, I couldn't have done that. No, I know you couldn't. I know you couldn't. But what I'm saying is that's extraordinary. But what they've got to do, I think this team are special. You know, Champions League last year, Premier League this year. Where'd you go? Where can they go from that now? Probably the only thing they can do is win the league again and win the Champions League or win the treble. Yeah, you see, that's why I think somewhere in the back of Klopp's mind, not today, he will be thinking how long? Because I think modern day coaching is different. I think it takes so much out of you. Um, it does, but you've got it, it so is, much help as well, remember, it, Richard. Yes and no. So much help. It, it, it's full on. It's it's and, and maybe I don't the, think he's going anywhere. Maybe the enforced break no will 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 have him think I can I can I don't think he's going now, but I, I wouldn't give him much more to twelve to eighteen months. No. I think there's a project in Germany that he'll want to be part of. And he'll take a year away as Guardiola has done. Top coaches do. They take time out these days. But not if you're clear doing, their head. not if you're doing what he's doing. Not if you're doing it's what he's doing at Liverpool. It's relentless. And it is, but you know, these guys are that you know. They've got so many staff there. Yes, you're on top of everything. Yes, you're controlling everything. But, you know, delegating a lot of the, the, the work that an old coach like Fergie, who was full hands-on, who did everything, mm. who controlled everything. I think, you know, Klopp can delegate people to do this. And Liverpool have delegated people to do certain things. But, you know, Klopp does still want to be in total control. I get that because that's the way he works. I've thrown a couple in for free today, including my theory on yeah. why, why Liverpool took 30 years to win it or... or I gave you a factor. I think that we're amongst many wide. Liverpool took 30 years to win it. Um, but going forward, uh, we would like you to subscribe to our podcast. Um, my name is Richard Keyes. I'm sat with my my very good friend and colleague, Andy Gray. Um, you can find us uh, where you have, uh, wherever you download your pods, you'll find us. Uh, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at Keyes and Gray Pod. Uh, uh, or as we said earlier, if you want to be really old school, you can go to Keyes and Gray, the podcast at gmail.com. Mm. Now, we've, we've been sitting in what we called the Grey Lounge yes. for the last... 12 weeks? Yeah. Uh, recording programs for our, our employers, Be mm -hmm. In Sports. Uh, the mighty Be In Sports. Mm -hmm. um, spending time, Andy, with friends of ours that, that was an absolute pleasure to catch up with again. Um, and, and, and 
I, I think it's perhaps not a bad idea going forward that we share yes. some of the conversations that we have with those people. Where better to start <laughs> than with a football fan from another of the clubs that have haunted you down the years mm. and continue to do so at the moment yeah. than Sir Rod Stewart? Yes. We were very privileged that Rod put himself up mm -hmm. uh, for a conversation with us because he did it without management company <laughs> approval, without legal <laughs> approval. And we were told by his brother-in-law who helped arrange it, he doesn't do this very yeah. often. And especially with a Rangers fan. <laughs> well, Thanks, Rod. <laughs> so here are the best bits of our conversation with Sir Rod Stewart. So, Sir Roderick David Stewart, CBE, thank you very much for joining David. Andy and myself. Did you say David? Yes. David's his middle name. My pleasure. I've never known him. His middle name is David. I've known him well, all these years. We've all learned something and David's, the show's barely started. Well, David, David Stewart, excellent. Wee Davies on. Come on, lads, get on with it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Our intermediary uh, who helped set this up did mention to me that it's worth pointing out that you've not been able to get your hair cut for how long? Three months? Well, at least three months, yeah. It hasn't been this long since 1973. <laughs> it hasn't, no. Me too, Rod. I've had terrible trouble getting mine cut as well. <laughs> Other than that, how has lockdown I been? You had a barnet, Andy. I know, a long time ago, Rod. A long <laughs> time ago. How's lockdown been, Rod? What have you been up to? Well, um, you know, we have a we have a gorgeous house here and um, we're all so lucky. I have a lovely AstroTurf football pitch, an indoor oh, wow. pool, a beautiful gym and lawn. So, but the most important thing is I've got um, my uh, four of my eight children here. So uh, oh, it's been wonderful to spend time with them. And my gorgeous wife is looking after me. But, you know, I do miss going to the pub. Something so simple as going to the pub, yeah. especially on a night like this when it's hot. And something as simple as watching football? Oh, yeah. Well, that goes without saying. You know, I'm just watching uh, Celtic reruns at the moment, beating Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's not fair. I tell you, I knew this was a bad idea when it, when it was flagged up. I'm going to get some stick, I thought to myself. <laughs> oh, you know, it would be the same the other way around. Uh, of course, right. How close were you to being a professional footballer? Uh, when I, you know, when I was younger, I used to boast about it. I was a good player. I, I had trials for Brentford, but um, it was about the same time as I fell in love with rock and roll. And rock and roll took over. You know, I sat by the phone waiting for them to call, and but they never did. So <laughs> I didn't even respond. They didn't want me. This was Brentford. They were doing really well now. Yes, they are. Do you know what, Rod? Let me ask you. If, if you could have been as good a footballer as you've been a rock star, which is pretty... Sensational. Very much. Would you have swapped professions? No, not in a million years. No. You know, I'm, I'm 75 now. I'm still enjoying it. Wow. Um, still making records. I had a number yeah. one album this, this past year. So, uh, you know, in my football days would have been all over. Is there in a, my is manage, management days would have been over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there a piece of all of the things you've done that you would give away to to exchange for something of a sports nature that you might like to have achieved? Well, how about, can I, could I, could, if, if I could give something away, could I go back in time? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I would give away a dozen of my platinum discs to be able to see the Wembley Wizards beat England 5-2 at Wembley in 1928. My dad was at that game. <laughs> Was he, really? he really? What's wow. he told you about that game? <laughs> What's he told you about that game? Um, well, he's he's long gone now, my dad. But uh, he 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 said that one pass from Jackson went all the way across the pitch. It's hard to believe. But <laughs> it's folklore, you know. Love so, it. So, did were you there in '67 then, Mister Stewart, at Wembley? Uh, no, '67. My brother was. I was doing was a gig he? with Jeff Beck. Oh, yeah, of course you was, but I was there for '77. <laughs> I was actually photographed on the pitch. Oh, How do you like your football? Are you are you a man that likes your football served the way that Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool do, or would you prefer to see it played the way that Guardiola and Manchester City do? Oh, they're both superb managers and superb teams. Either way, um, I mean, I I love what City do with 
the way they play out the back. I think they play out the back better than anybody. Mm. Uh, I love Klopp's speed from going from defence to um, into attack. But they're two great teams. I wanted to introduce you, Rod, with, with our anthem, um, which is out here and has been for the last seven years, Purple Heather. When we have a good night, a very late night, we tend to finish with two or three renditions. But um, I was told couldn't for commercial reasons. But uh, <laughs> the reason I mention that is the video that's with it catches you in the garden. Left foot, right foot, which surprised me a little. Do you have a preference when you play? <laughs> which side is the strongest? Just the one. Just the one. Just the right foot. Good lad. What were you, what were you right as a player? What position? Uh, well, I started off, you know, in uh, yeah, what we used to call half-back line. Yeah. Then I went back to uh, full-back. And then I was a St. John's ambulance behind the, <laughs> behind the goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's also come to my attention. No, I was never, you... never an attacking player, but my, oh. my best was uh, an advanced winger when I was allowed to go over the halfway line. Oh, you should have been a front man, Rod. You should have been a centre forward. That was you. Made for you. You think so? Oh, well, <laughs> made for you. Absolutely. Are you still playing? No, no, I haven't played, uh, I think, from. When did I stop playing? About six years ago? Ten? <laughs> Can't be ten. Ten? No. Uh, six, maybe six, yeah. Uh, could you trust yourself when you played? Uh, Will you want to lose your temper easily? No. No, not really. No, I could, I could tackle well. I've just, I, I've just had a full knee replacement. All right. But uh, I tell you what, the most enjoyable years of my life, unbelievable. I miss it so much. The banter, yeah. the guys, and you know. Yeah. What, what was it? What was the history be, beside your um, your team in LA, Rod? It almost became as as famous as the Harlem Globetrotters. Where did that all come from? Where was it born? Well, they were called the Exiles, and. Uh -huh. uh, when I first moved out there in 1975, I was looking for a place to play football. And uh, a lot of us got together and started playing. Then we moved into a league. We all chipped in and bought shirts. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger. So by the end, when we got to the the final of the All-Americans Cup, Amateur Cup, we had three internationals playing for us wow. that were playing for the USA. And that was around 19, uh, I think 1919, 1989. That must have been glorious for you, someone who enjoyed football as oh, much as you yeah. do. Yeah. Well, you only, you only realise how glorious it was when you look back and look at old photos and you yeah. go, oh, my God, what I'd give to have that back. And you too, I bet, Andy, eh? Have you played days back? I mean, give me one day. Give me one day. Give me one big yeah. game again. I'd take it for everything. Yeah. Take the lot off yeah. me. Give me one big game. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, fi I'm fishing here, Rob, which you probably uh, uh, understand, but um, the information came to me that you can be a little bit fiery on the pitch, particularly in veterans' matches. Is there an incident specifically that um, that comes to your mind when I mention that? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, you know, I like, as I said, I like to, I like to get stuck in, and I give as uh, I used to give as good as I take. But I, I remember one instant when I was first starting out, when I first got famous, I was playing for my local team. This is 1971. Maggie May was creeping up the charts. It was a cold, <laughs> wet afternoon. And I went up for a ball to try and hit it, and the centre-half gave me a whack round the nose. Broke me nose, I lie in oh. the mud, and he said, you better stick to fucking singing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, by the way, it was good advice, Rod, because you did. <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, I can't work now. I can't work now until probably when we go down to New Zealand, Australia in October. And then the, the government have said, well, you can come down, but you may have to spend two weeks in a, in a holiday inn out by the airport. I said, sod that, you know. But I'm I mean, really what, missing my work. Like I, was, is. I was going to say, Rod, but we, we're in, a, in a, a, an area now where we're talking about football going back and the lads are going to have to play if they do go back in Spain and Italy, Germany, the UK or England. They're going to have to play behind closed doors to empty stadiums. I mean, that's okay if you're a footballer, you play with your mates and it's a competitive game. But for someone like you, who feeds off 50,000, 20,000, 100,000, when do you imagine those times I'll be back for you as a performer? Well, to be honest, Andy, they made that, mate. You know, um, I can't see when there's going to be 50,000 in a football stadium, let alone yeah, uh, for yeah. a concert. 
Yeah. You know, certainly not this year, probably halfway through next year. And, you know, we may never find a cure for this horrible disease. Um, it's tragic. It really is. Mm. It's all happened so suddenly. You mm. know, suddenly we're all under lock and key. We have to stay in. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what I meant, Rob, when I said, how's it been locked down for you? Because you can't work either. And that's the most frustrating part of life, isn't it? Everybody wants it. Andy and I are lucky. Yeah. We found a way to continue. But, but that's the most frustrating part. You can't. You perform, yeah. and yeah, you're no, not I, able to do that I mean, right now. Well, I am. I am working on an album, but it's uh, you know, it's it's an album about all my favourite love songs, whether they be country, whether they whatever they are, and we're managing to do that. But it's it's a uh, it's a laboured process, you know, because we can't have musicians in the same room, so it all has to be at a distance, and it's very technical, and I won't try to explain it. But other than that, I'm doing bugger all. <laughs> How is your music these days? You, 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 the what you like to do. You know, you, you, you start as a, a young rocker. We remember that way back in the seventies. Then there's there's the, the Rod Stewart songbooks and all the more softer music. Do you have a preference, Rod? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I love music. I love all sorts of music. You know, the, the album I'm making now contains um, a lot of country songs. I think are absolutely beautiful. Uh, I love the standards. I love, I love, God has given me um, a gift, a voice that can express any genre, you know, any yeah. style of music. Yeah. I can, can't do opera, but otherwise <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm just very lucky. Yeah, well, thank goodness he did. And um, we thank you for your time and everybody that helped make this possible, Rod. Can I just Was ask one it? thing, Rod, before Rod goes? Yeah, a, well, nearly. I, I wanted to see today, Rod, when I knew you were coming on, obviously I've gone on to, so there's Spotify, whatever it's called. Other avenues are available, <laughs> right? Right. And I've I've gone down the Rod Stewart's greatest hits because I'm a bit we're big fans, you know that. And my favourite yeah. song isn't on that album, Greatest Hits. Go on. My what song is song? it? Mandolin Wind. When the rain came, I, I thought you'd leave because I knew how much you loved the sun. Love it. It's not yeah, on it. that's it. Good. I used to play on stage, but, you know, got so many songs to play. <laughs> is, is Where that, are you now? In Doha? Is that we're, yes. We, we, we're in Doha, yes. We also, have a, we also have here a memento of the last occasion that we saw you, which Andy has kept very proudly, and yeah. he's frustrated by every time he looks at. Yeah, because when you did your gig in Abu Dhabi, Rod, then Rich and I came to see you. And I remember you gave me this ball with a little chuckle, a little mischievous yeah. grin on your face that says to Andy, six, <laughs> six in a row. And I took it off you with us and I said, yes, Mr. Stewart, but don't think that ball will ever say nine in a row. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, Andy, you should find that nine in a row and send it back to me. <laughs> Can they make it ten? No. No. I tell you, it's going to be a struggle. It'll be a bloodbath because I know Rangers are going to put up some sort of fight. I uh, just see that Andy, they've lost Halliday and a few other players. Oh, have they? Oh, wow, Rod. Oh, you've really cheered me up tonight. Thanks very much, pal. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just about to go and have the first one of the day. Good nice well, you, en en Enjoy that. I have to. Oh, a couple of people have been in touch. Andy and I are going to be talking to Jurgen Klinsmann on Monday. Yeah. I, I spoke to him tonight and said he'll be following royalty. He said, saw him in LA two years ago. Please pass on my best. The reason I tell the story is. It's remarkable how many times I've been in the company of rock star and footballer, and I'm thinking specifically Collins and Dalgleish. And you know what? There's so much in awe of each other, they don't even talk. John Collins. Is that Phil Collins and Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got that one. Sorry, lads. <laughs> uh, uh, and you've got to do me a favour. You'll uh, through, through the years, the guy that used to do my job and did it better and, and was the first doing it, Elton Wellesby, whose son Chris works with us, Rod, uh, he's he's got an auntie that follows you everywhere, and just wanted you to say, if you'd be so kind, hello to Barbara Pickervance. Is that possible? Yeah, of course. Barbara Pickervance, hello, darling. Hopefully, to see you out on tour when we start touring again. Love you. Top man. She'll be there, and I, I, it's on, honestly brilliant, Rod. Thank you so much. And as I said earlier, right, to mate, everybody anytime, involved. Guys. Thanks, Rod. Top really man. good. You, Thank you very by much. The way, Stay safe. Stay safe. Get off. Get off. <laughs>
<laughs> you see, you singing with Rod Stewart there, there in itself is something unique for you to be able to look back on going forward. But again, that takes me back to the time we were on the radio at Talk Sport and um, Move Like Jagger. Do you remember? Oh, I know. I was, I was just trying to show I was down with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Moves like Jagger, I know. Great Balls of Fire is your favourite, isn't it? Yeah, is that your karaoke if, number? Obviously... I'm a fairly shy person in that respect mm. and don't do much karaoke. But no. if I'm forced up, uh, then I think if somebody said that you've got to sing one number in karaoke and one number only, it would be Jerry Lee Lewis's Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you, you you come into the same category for me as Ali McCoist. He's uh, he's always very reticent when it comes to... Yeah, um, he's a shy lad, Ali. Yeah. Yeah, very much yeah, But so. if you get him up, he does quite good Bruce Springsteen. Oh, he does a brilliant Bruce Springsteen. Oh, he does a magnificent Bruce Springsteen. Now... Um, I'll also have a surprise for you, I hope, on a weekly basis, and here it is. Oh, um, good. <laughs> in recent years, we've discussed... Yes. It, it, it came to the surface when I noticed that a Premier League club was thinking about relocating the first team mm -hmm. from their base. It turned out to be Sunderland, but their base, it was only described as in the northeast yes. at the time, to north of London. Yeah. The thinking being, if you want to attract really good players... Mm -hmm. <sighs> not to the northeast, but to the north of London, to represent a club from the northeast, they want to live in and around the capital city. Yeah, Geography these days is a huge factor, I think. Well, it's for the foreign footballer. Yes. And not so much for the yes. homegrown, not the UK. Now, I said to you, I think Everton should be thinking that way. I still think they should be thinking that way. I'm not saying you remove the club from the core of its base. I'm saying you remove 20 to 25 to a base north of London, your club, your community service, your, your youth, your, you know, 17s, 18s, whatever. Everything stays at Finch Farm. But if you want really top-end players, little, little different for Everton because you, you, you can live South Manchester as most of Liverpool's players do these days. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's a very palatable part of it the is, world. It's a lovely place to live. But it depends who you are. Foreign players want to go. Now, the reason I mention this mm -hmm. is you, you, you don't, you're not an advocate, are you? No, I'm not. At all? No, no, no. no. Under any circumstances. And particularly of Everton moving from, from Liverpool. No, I, I, see, I didn't say Everton you moving say Everton. from Liverpool. Yeah, I said the you first move team. an element of. No, well, because I'm not. But now you're going to say to me, there's a team that I think very highly of, because I can see the smile on your face. There's a team I think extremely highly of that are, are muting the fact that they might move. No. Oh, good. But my answer to their problem yes. is that they should Oh. You see, Stephen Gerrard yes. is frustrated that Rangers cannot resume full contact training because at the moment, the COVID regulations are different in yes, Scotland they are. Yes, they are. to those in England. Yeah. So the Scottish Premier League are going back to work on August the 1st. He's also got Europa League games he's got to think about. Yes, they're still is. involved in that yes, competition. Yes. And they can't properly train or prepare because they're at a different stage of lockdown. I know where you're going. Freedom. I know where you're going. Well, isn't it obvious? He's going to ship the Rangers first team squad south of the border to train. He hasn't said that, but my oh. <laughs> my my answer well, to his problem is that is, a good guess. Yes, that's what I am advocating. Why doesn't he pick up lock, stock, and barrel the the twenty twenty five that he's working with and say, listen, lads, there are there are many EFL clubs not using their train of facilities at the moment mm -hmm. that's where i think we should be for fortnight a month or so um, I, again i'm not saying going forward that yeah. that's an answer and long term that should be the case of course it's not but but right well, now i'm guessing, surely that's I'm guessing well i'm guessing well, listen i think for rangers in the short term if that is still a problem ongoing problem and nicola sturgeon hasn't lifted the ability for teams to contact train then they're going to go into a, a european campaign um on the back of Lack of preparation. Well, now, I, I'm, I'm assuming there's no um, restrictions between travel between Scotland and England. I, I can't imagine there are. And if there are, well, they, they, then, then surely they are overcomable. Well, I haven't heard them, and which makes it even more strange then that, that if the borders are still open, people can travel from well, England. I, I mean, look, using this week, the, look, look, look this week of all weeks. Yeah. I mean, how many people were on the beach in Bournemouth yesterday, yeah, in, in, in South End yesterday? Yeah. Now, not, not legally, and it's, it's caused a rumble. Liverpool fans were always going to be out yeah. on the streets to celebrate. Yeah. And I, I backed them. I, 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 you know, I, I know that part of the world. I knew they'd come out. Yeah. Whatever yeah. Liverpool said, whatever football authority, they were going to come out and celebrate. Good luck to them. Um, but but I, 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 
It's a, it's Travel, a, I don't see as an issue. And I think Stephen should be, for me, should be thinking that way. Well, it must be in his head. He must, he, he must have to find a way, unless they get a, an exemption from the Scottish government. I don't know if it would be coming. I mean, unless Stephen and Rangers apply to the Scottish government for special dispensation because of what's coming up uh, and uh, their involvement, if it is in Europe, then they need to get themselves ready. So it's a difficult one. But certainly a way around it would seem to me to, to jump on a plane, a charter plane, obviously. That's, uh, and relocate. And, and not relocate, just go for Temporary. a couple of weeks holiday <laughs> and get yourself training again. But for me, you see, it would be a small step toward... Imagine Carlo Ancelotti, the players that he could perhaps entice to Everton. Were they a club based in London? No, just think about that. No, uh, no, I, I think we should be able to entice players to Everton uh, living in Liverpool. I don't get that. No, I wouldn't want it. I know you're a big advocate of it. I'm not. I'm not. But we'll see. I mean, we'll get one or two people, hopefully. Offering their opinion on on maybe whether yeah, Everton, do please let us well, know. Let's, let's 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 to name you think. Do you think we've always said about Newcastle one of the, the the problems being it's so far from London. Great example, right? A magnificent club, unless magnificent you're a Dutchman stadium, and you're flying in and out of Amsterdam, <laughs> yeah. as Rud Hullet used yeah. to do. Yeah, and uh, and that's the team. And, and and people have always said in the last ten years or so, can they attract? the highest level footballer no. to go and live in the Northeast. That's not a criticism against the Northeast. It's what the foreign footballer thinks because it's so far from London. Now, might that, if they were if they were training in London and they were often a training, same in London, but I don't think the Geordies would put up with that. But I don't know they would know, Andy. This, this is my point. I don't point. know if I, they'd put up with that, Richard. I, I, football clubs are on the move so often these days that, that I mean, uh, centre forward scored in the 4-3 at, um, at Anfield. Aspria, uh, yeah. Um, the, 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 Freddie Shepherd said to me when he, he was across there with Sir John's son, of course, yeah. always was the case when they were signing players, and Kevin was there, yeah. and they were putting the final touches to the deal. And Freddie noticed the agent and and uh, Aspria having a little conversation, and and um, obviously wanted to know what it was. Aspria looked bemused, and Freddie mm. thought, well, if it's terms and there's a problem, I yeah. can saw this. So he said to the agent. What, what's the problem? He's, he's got an issue. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. No, no, no there's obviously a problem. He's, he's asked you a question. What, what's the issue? It's, no, 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 it's fine. Said, hey, come on. He said, all right. He wants to know what part of London Newcastle's in. <laughs> I know. No, there you I are, know. you that see. That was way back then. That was then. And it's even more now, I think. It's even more. So have you got a training base, nah. sir? You're not moving the club. You're I know not you're moving, not moving the You're club. not taking away the DNA of the... You're taking away the best of the club. Would you rather watch half a dozen world-class footballers in your shirt or category C and D because they live in and around the football club? I'd rather see do what Liverpool have done, and that's get to where they've got by living and working in Liverpool. <laughs> Which is not city. really an answer. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'd rather see. There are so many stories for us to tell, and I intend to going forward. I think that's only right and proper, Andy. Here's a platform that we can. Well, you've got plenty of um, yeah. Do please subscribe. You can find us, this podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at Keys and Grey Pod. Um, and as we've said a couple of times already, if you want to be really old school, you can go to Keys and Grey, the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, ask questions. We will respond to them. Uh, we will be offering the odd opinion here and there. Uh, some but, you like, some yeah. you won't. Yeah, that's Agreed? for sure. Uh, absolutely. That is 100% sure. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't please all the people all of the time. And and I remember when I, when I used to work for a previous um, uh, company, I remember going to a, a, a cup final. That one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember, yeah. yeah. I, and I was sitting with a pal of mine at, uh, and we were in Cardiff before the final. And it was Manchester United were playing, who would it have been? Millwall. No, no, no. It was a big thing. It was either Arsenal or Liverpool. It was, it was a big It was a big final. A it big was a big one. final. Okay. And he said to me, what's it like with you with his supporters? I said, well, it's funny, you know, because I guarantee you sometime today, some Manchester United will come, mm. fans will come past me and say, you don't like us, do you, Andy? And and I'll go well. I don't dislike you. I admire the way you play. Blah blah blah. Usual. And 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 I said about half an hour later, some Liverpool fans will come through and they'll go, "You don't like us, do you? You much prefer them." <laughs> I'll go. Oh. <laughs> so sure, sure enough, sitting there and having a cup of tea, getting ready for the game. Manchester United for a few come out, oh, Andy Gray, oh, you don't like us, do you, Gray? You just, you just think. Well, and I've gone, well, no. I don't. And about 20 minutes later, some, whether it was Liverpool or Chelsea or whoever it was, uh, they come through and they go, ah, there he is. Like, you don't like us, do you? And the, thing, the simple fact of the matter is, when, when you do a job as an analyst, I always felt is, 
it, it, it doesn't matter what you like no. or dislike. The, the, what you do on air and what you do as your job should be totally governed by what you see mm. and not by any preconceived ideas that I have. So I always, I always worked on the premise that I watched a game of football like I did last night watching Chelsea and Manchester City. By the way, uh, if, it was if, a if, if you see Reedy out and about, yeah. I, I can't believe he didn't watch the game. He didn't. Extraordinary. Didn't no. Okay, well, let's just um, go back to what you were saying about allegiances and aggression from various different yeah. supporters. What you could always bank on was that you knew I was on your shoulder. I was covering your back. Oh, yeah. And, and there's, there's never been a time I don't think you could look back on and say, you weren't there, son, when yeah. I needed you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we talk about being in the trenches with people who would have your back. Well, you wouldn't be in my trench because you weren't <laughs> in my back. I remember leaving Old Trafford one day. Same sort of thing. That's a great story. Um, you and I are walking out with a big security guy who's walking out. And we're going to come through the door with the tunnel with Old Trafford. You go across the car park to the car park and out the back. That's what it used to be. I don't know if it's changed since since our days then. And as we were walking across, this huge guy came up. Massive. He wasn't he must have been that six big. Four. He wasn't He must have been 6'4". No. And he was a little bit worse for wear. He had a few drinks. He enjoyed the game. And he kind of came walking across the front of us and looked down and saw me. He looked down. I did say he looked down. That's how big he was. And he's going, you, grey, you. And his language was yeah, choice. Colourful. Very colourful. And he's, he's in my face and he's mm. really having a go at me. And I'm saying, no, nothing to do it. I, listen, I think your club's a great club. Yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, just, I feel like I'm going to knock you out. And I'm thinking, Oof. if he ever swings at me and hits me, I'm gone. You know, I'm out because he's a huge lad. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, make it a good one, son, because you're only getting one at and uh, and of course I'm thinking Richard's beside me, so if any trouble comes here, I've got my mate here. Well, and, I, I, would, and I, therefore, I could have alerted somebody. That hold would have on. Been my job. Therefore, about two or three minutes into this, he, he backs away and he disappears. So I, I heave a heavy sigh of relief, yeah. thinking, "Well, we got away with that." And I turned to say to Richard, "That was close." And I've turned and gone, "Geezy, geezy, <laughs> Richard, where are you?" <laughs> You'd only done a runner. No, I hadn't. You had. I hadn't. I was. I was. I was aware of the fact there may be an runner. altercation. I'm always one, as you know, to you try to runner. find a reason for no. that not to be the case. No. So uh, all I would say is, as I left, he didn't look that big in my rearview mirror. Yeah. Did guy. he? No. I know he didn't. No. He looked big. Stood beside me. So yeah, that was a, that was a very good one there. Thanks, Richard, for your support. That was lovely. Uh, I've enjoyed that. I could go on, but um, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform suits you. Follow us at Keys and Grey Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as we say consistently at the moment, stay safe. And yeah. I, I do hope that you'll be with us next week. And I, I, I repeat what I said right at the start. Um, along the way, Andy, we're going to tell some tales. Yes. Why not? I think it's about time. Why not? You? Why not? Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.